Welcome. It's another episode of Free Game Friday, and we're on episode eleven. Yeah, yes. consistency. That we works. got Sarai behind the lens today. Real director shit. You know how that yes. go. You know the rules to this. We're going to use about 30 minutes. We're going to answer as many questions as we can from you guys. If you haven't sent in questions, it's a link in the bio. It's a link in the YouTube description. You can ask anything, whatever you want to know, game, questions about. Man, we about to do a live one of these next week. Sheesh. With Whitney Chanel. Come on, man. Beautiful. A Before the Midway audience. show. A live free game Friday. That's real exclusive. Wow. Limited amount. Let's get to it. Exciting. Today was great. We had a great rehearsal. <laughs> So great this is real time all right do you believe oh hold on this is from dmts underscore network do you believe great music can help save our youth from these streets no <laughs> not not music alone i think there has to be much more right like uh music alone won't do it some for some people it do some people can hear a song right. and some music and it changes their entire life and they be dedicated and they just want to get shit done but um for the great majority of people, no, you need a lot more than music. You need real action, real change. If niggas is hungry, I don't give a fuck about what's on the radio. Right? So Sheesh. I think you uh it's got to be a lot grander than music. Music does play a role. It's not the only role. This is from Official CDIII. Come on. How long should I promote upcoming EPs and singles? As long as you have content to promote it. Until you die. <laughs> Until you die, right? Your songs don't. Bro, if Drake went back and made a music video right now for his old catalog or just did live sessions for his old catalog. Sheesh, that shit boy, <laughs> if that Drake shit right go. now did a live session for Blim, did a live session for Mabata Rhythm, did a live session for One Dance, they gonna go again. Yep. Ten more million streams. So never, never stop Ten pushing your million? shit. Yep. Sheesh. Never stop pushing your shit. <clears throat> it's just from at Trader Gray. Ooh, look at that. Sirens in the background, the sweet sounds of Aleo. <laughs> you know we at home, baby. <laughs> from Trader Great. Can you speak about your personal image and why you never wear flashy jewelry? Uh yeah, I'm just not into it. <laughs> I had a phase where I was a little bit excessive and I wanted to be seen and, and acknowledged. And uh, now I still want to be seen and acknowledged, but for a lot grander things, not because of how I look, but more so what I do. So um, that was a switch for me. Yeah, I'm just not interested. I don't really, uh, I don't care for it. It's nothing really deeper than that. Right. <laughs> Why should I care? This is from Miss V 1980. Could you These cars look good. You did your thing. <laughs> Could you break down a proper offer and percentage a person can make? A proper offer. Um, there's no such thing because it varies with every song. Like, um, it varies with every song. You know, I think, yeah, it really depends. I think for a really great song, I think a percent of a really great song at this point in my life, I wouldn't take no less than like 300 bucks per percent. But for something that's um still great, but more so just an album cut that isn't like a lifetime. Like, you know, there's certain songs where you perform and everyone sings the lyrics to. Those are songs where it's like, bro, we all know what this is going to be. Right. You know how much you're going to make. But, you know, some of the slower songs that only, you know, a third of the crowd knows, like, 
it could be like $25 a percent. It just depends on where the song at and the growth and the potential that it could yield and in and, and return. So there's no specific to a great offer. That's crazy because one day the entire crowd is going to know every word to every single song. Yep. And you gave a percent for $25. At some point, somebody <laughs> got a percent. Bro, some people got baggage claim for free. Right. It's all profit, you know, and some Jeez. people are hundred like I mean, that's the beautiful thing about this shit. You can't lose. Right. If I'm paying you for the rest of your life, it don't matter if you give me five thousand dollars today, you're going to make your money back and some. No right. matter what. No matter you what. cannot lose. <laughs> right. That's the beautiful part about this shit. Like you can't lose investing and in me. It's impossible. Are you gonna make your money back? But your kids are gonna make that money, your kids' kids, your kids' kids, kids' kids, because music is forever. Bro, it's forever. Michael <laughs> Jackson dead, and they still streaming. It's still bringing Sheesh. in paper. Prince is still bringing in paper. Leah is still bringing in paper. Right. Like one investment today, and you're making money for the rest of your life. Sheesh. For one small investment, it don't matter today, what amount say. you invest, bro. If you invested a million dollars in me today, you would make your money back Facts. and some. Facts. That shit crazy. Yeah, go get some of that stock. <laughs> <laughs> Is it on me? Yep. At Slick Business Thirteen. Can I add family to my gold card, or is it an individual purchase? Um, it's an individual purchase, but you could get one for each member of your family, which pe some people have, like Jayla, her, her kids, and her mother all have a gold card, which I think is beautiful. But, yeah, right. it's an individual. We don't have family gold cards. It's, you allow them a plus one, though. <laughs> yeah, so if you have a gold card, you can come to the shows with a plus one, and it's absolutely free. You don't have to pay for any shows anymore, um, which is a major perk. Especially when you love a Russell. Especially for our fans because they're recurring. Some right. of our fans come to six or seven shows, so they're really <laughs> utilizing their perks. When you got a gold card, you don't have to pay for shit, really. And they still be paying, bro. We got the best Real niggas in the game. Real niggas, man. That'd be crazy. They Random still buy stock. Tickets. You get to come for, to shows for free. Right. You get discounts on merch. Merch is already very fucking right. you get <laughs> accessible. Merch, like the Fonda. Man, uh, right, the Fonda jackets, yeah. man. Get you a gold card, man. It's a worthy mm -hmm. investment if you're going to be here for the long run because I'm telling you, that day we do Madison Square Garden and Sheesh. Oakland Arena, you're going to wish you had that gold card, you know, and it's Man. like, bro, I've been here from the jump. <laughs> That's some crazy shit that we're all about to witness, like, live in, in the next two, three years. It's been crazy to witness it so far. Right. Man. Sheesh. This is from K2 Times. This nigga Murphy in the back. Yes, <laughs> gotta pat her back. <laughs> I'm dead. What's more important, lyrics or beat choice? Both of them. Both of them. Both of them. You could be talking that shit over a whack ass beat. <laughs> over a whack ass beat. And it's like, turn that dumb shit off. Boy. <laughs> That's the same way you could be saying nothing over a hard ass beat. Right? So. I yeah. think the beat is almost more important than the lyrics sometimes, though, because you can have trash ass lyrics, and if the beat fire, you'll still get 10 million streams. Yep. If you got trash ass uh, beat and, and good lyrics, you probably won't get nope. nearly as much streams. <laughs> you feel me? So the beat sometimes is even more important. But when when you want a great song, both. Both are equally important. Yeah. Man, but 
It really depends because I always think the greatest songs in the world to me are the ones that don't have beats. It's just piano or mm-hmm. just guitar and a nigga just talking. Right. But that's Those still a always... beat. That's like a melody behind it, right? Right. Which is what beats started as. I mean, what is a beat? It's just I feel like a beat is idea, like right? drums and hi-hats and cool, all these arrangements. I feel like if a nigga just playing the keys, that's not really a beat. If I if I walk in the studio and say play me a beat and a nigga just like play me just a piano. So for what it's worth, don't have no beats. No, it's all just like composition. Like. That's what do you guys call a beat? Because I wouldn't say that. I think that if it has like a musical score behind it, that's a beat. <laughs> Beethoven was out here making beats. <laughs> Beethoven was not making beats. Right. Beethoven was not making beats, bro. When you watching the movie and the score that's is in the back, beat. you're never okay. watching the movie like, man, that's that a sick hard. ass beat in the background <laughs> of this movie. You're never thinking that, right? It's not yeah, really a beat. Enough. That's true. It's just from at underscore Kali Kid <laughs> underscore. Beethoven's making sick ass beats. <laughs> right. Sometimes you got to say dumb ass shit to hear it Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> Pilo, that's your new name, Beethoven. Right. Simon Beethoven? That nigga really is like mm-hmm. Beethoven reincarnated. How did you design <laughs> what you print on your merch? I didn't. Yaya, <laughs> B Gigs, and Taz did. <laughs> yeah, uh, I usually just come up with like an idea or a concept and then I send it off to either of them and they bring me something back that I either like or don't like. Photoshop <laughs> is where they do it at. Photoshop. This is from underscore 206. Would you mentor an upcoming artist? He does. We do. Um, Yeah, more really to that one. Yeah, I think every artist that we work with, we kind of take on like some type of mentorship space or role. Shout out to them niggas. Man, shout out Coney. Coney was just out of the house today getting them gems, man. Bro, Coney's getting that information, the- getting the game, getting his reps in, getting his practice, getting the rehearsals, bro. It's not a lot of niggas who want it that bad to where they're willing to pull up and rehearse and pull up and learn and say, he teach me and bring their laptops. Like, man, shout out Coney, bro. Shout out Coney. He's he going to be a you, fucking legend. Where are you going, bro? I thought you thought we was going to do this I lesson. thought we came to learn. <laughs> Nigga had his backpack and his glasses on. <laughs> Not his book bag. <laughs> <laughs> Notebook just got fuck you in it. <laughs> he said, that's how you know I'm a badass kid. Right. <laughs> man, shout out Coney. Beautiful, oh beautiful. Getting that work in, man. This is from at p.c underscore n-e. <laughs> what is your order when releasing and registering your song? Do you release, then do PRO, song trust, and sound? And beautiful. That's great a great question. question. So, yeah, uh, first we mix, master, do the metadata, and then we upload it to DSPs through the distro, and then we register it with song trust. And then we register it with Sound Exchange. And with Sound Exchange, after you register it the first time, you have to wait like about three days sometimes. And then you have to go in and register the second half. And with Song Trust, sometimes you got to wait a couple days because you have to wait for the distro to give you the ISRC. Mm-hmm. But uh, distro, Song Trust, Sound Exchange, then you have to wait and you got to do Sound Exchange again because you have to claim it as an artist and then you have to claim it. You claim it as a rights owner first and then you claim it as a performer. With Song Trust, you have to wait because you need the ISRC and the UPC from the distro. Yeah. 
And the distro actually generates those. Well, it generates the. You know what? Doesn't even matter. Yeah, and Song Trust. <laughs> so if you don't have Song Trust, then you would register with ASCAP. But if you have Song Trust, they'll do it for you because they do all the pub admin. So if you have Song Trust, you don't have to register with ASCAP because they do it on your behalf. But if you don't have Song Trust or pub admin, then you have to register with ASCAP yourself. Great That's question. the process. That was a great question. <laughs> this is what the platform is built for. <laughs> this is why we made this. This is from Illis.chill. What does your day look like by the hour? Sheesh. <laughs> uh, on a good day, on like a day where you, we really get into it. We always get into it. Some days I feel like I didn't. Well, we always get into it by regular standards, but some days are like, sheesh, we really got We got busy. to it today. Yeah, we got to it today. Let's do today by the hour. Um, got up, went to the gym, showered, pulled up at the crib, got some like editing assortments going in terms of just like downloading completed content, um, sorting it into files and then getting it ready to be scheduled for, on our content scheduler, setting up for uh, the rehearsal mm -hmm. and then rehearsal. And then I taught Coney how to edit in Premiere. And then I went back and organized some more content stuff. And then we ate. And now we're here. Shooting for Game Friday. Whole lot of work, baby. If your schedule <laughs> don't sound like that, you're not doing enough. Not if you want to make it. If you want to make it, there better be somebody on your team who's doing as much as she just said. And preferably, it should be everyone on your team or at least, you know, a good bulk. You want a few of those people, you know. If it ain't nobody on your team whose schedule sounds like that or if your schedule don't sound like that, you need to do some revisions, <laughs> for real. <laughs> You're not going to say yours? Um, I woke up. I had tea. I read the Steve Jobs book. I got some edits in. Um, we had rehearsal. Um, I had mail. <laughs> we did some great work. We ate. I dropped her off, and now we're here doing Free Game Friday. I edited Select Con. I had a few things done today. Yeah, pretty good one. It. Pretty good one. <laughs> I took care of some family shit. I did a lot of great shit today. Did a lot of great shit today. Man. Shout out to you. At Indie Pop Media, what is the purpose of having two DJs on stage at once? <laughs> They're my question. niggas. <laughs> I just love them both. And uh, I, it used to just be Swaggy B. And then uh, one day I was like, bro, Fonny come up here too. Fonny's my best friend since middle school. And like we're always hyping each other and everything we do. So now the stage is just like a big ass ball of energy. Like I could look either way of me and I know somebody's back there excited about what I'm doing. So uh, for me, it's just it's just fun. I, I mean, eventually I might end up having three DJ tables. <laughs> we were just talking today about having two pianos and two right. like, I just like the niggas that I love. I want them up there with me to experience that and have that energy. I love that Tietta's on stage because I could look when I'm forgetting something and she's rapping shit behind the camera. Like, <laughs> you just want that energy on stage because sometimes them crowds is rough. <laughs> right? Them crowds could be rough sometimes. And, yeah. man, as long as you got your niggas up there, it just makes everything a bit smoother. Yeah. I feel like it's added a variation to the set as well. Like, Swaggy B has his favorites. Right. So he'll and then Fonny has yeah. his favorites, right? Yeah. And then yeah. they be challenging each other to, like, get off, you know, the, the best, like, DJ set and shit. Right. It's fun. Like, friendly Love competition. It. It's a good time. This is from Christine Garrity. It's a long one. 
Sheesh. You've made yourself available to fans Look by inviting them. Right? Look at her go. Right. <laughs> You've made yourself available to fans by inviting them to your backyard, social media, etc. Yet simultaneously seem to keep your private life private. What made you realize you had to set those boundaries and how do you maintain them? I don't think I keep my life private. Um, I just don't share everything that's happening in my life because I don't have to. Like, I don't walk around with the camera like, yo, losing my bitch right now. <laughs> like, you know, I, that's just not the type of person I am. But I don't really. Um, <laughs> Going through it it's very public. Like, you know, like my people know the people around me, which is, you know, seldom with a lot of artists. Like people know the people around me. They know where we are and where we're kind of moving. I don't really have much of a private life. Okay, um, what about when I asked you the other day, I was like, oh, I want to start posting on your story, like, you know, sharing just, like, the little things. It's not going to be an announcement or a live session. It'll just be, and you was like, I don't want random video clips of me. He's yeah, walking I here did it. He's walking there. Yeah, because I feel like at home, I don't want to be <laughs> uh, just constantly, I don't want that. Like, I'm at home. I'm chilling. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay for me to chill sometimes, right? Oh, it's a dog. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, at home, I just, uh, I want to be able to chill and be completely myself, which I guess I could do with a camera right. on, but it's just like, bruh, I'm at home, nigga, leave me alone. <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm not fully opposed. I don't like it. I remember we right. You there. wouldn't like it, right? I don't, I don't like it, and that's it, the thing. When you proposed it, it was like that's so interesting because if I did like, it to you, you wouldn't like that. But it wasn't like, oh, look at him. He's walking to the bathroom. Now he's coming out of the bathroom. It was more of like this little snippets of like when we take JSX private flights, or you know, when you have meetings at Beat Club and things like that, where it's like almost like doc style, but in real time, which was why stories were created on social media platforms, so you don't have to wait for an update afterwards, like. This is what we doing. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I be feeling yeah. like that shit don't be like a meaningful hmm. to you, right? But these niggas be nosy. No offense. <laughs> they want to know. They want to see it. They want to be able to like. It's like living vicariously through your favorite people online. That's why people's fan bases, like vloggers and things like that, that's why they be having such huge fan bases, like. I followed this girl to the nail shop today and I loved it and I thumbs up it and I watched the whole thing. Like, not me personally, but that'd be what right, people right, are into. Right, right, right. <laughs> Check to TikTok. That's crazy. This is from at St. Hill. We'll think about it. At St. Hills. Is GC a 501c3 or LLC? Why? That's a great question. Both of them. So we have a good company LLC and we have a good company nonprofit, which, um, each does different things. Like we do a lot of shows that's donation based and we don't charge a specific rate. So those should all go to the 501c3, it's different tax advantages that come with that. And then uh, we established the LLC to do all the other business. But now we were just talking yesterday about um, making that into an S Corp and establishing several LLCs. So we're probably gonna do one for merch, one for touring, one for our individual artists. So like um, just me, in Seattle, we make money that's outside of the business, right? So um, 
Yeah. We finna have a whole lot of businesses popping off. Free game Friday, man. Yeah, come on, man. We getting to it. (laughs) This is from Jackson Whalen Music. With the amount of music you are dropping, how do you handle mastering? Do you send it out to an engineer or in-house? Both of them. He has been searching for a highly skilled engineer, but in lieu of that, he continues to master his own music and get better at it. That was excellent. <laughs> this is from at Tremaine Jordan. No, come on, Tremaine. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you down with doing a good company collab with any brand? With any brand? No. With the brands I love, for certain. Fair enough. <laughs> Shout out to all the trays. This is from Trey the Great. <laughs> Ooh, yay. <laughs> While you put in so much energy into your genius marketing and cutting edge sales approach, how do you find slash make the time to have such high quality bars by living a high quality life? Mm. <laughs> that was nice. I'm his ghostwriter. <laughs> that was nice. This is from at Watts Division. On the Rock Nation deal, you said they offered 10% 360 15K discretionary fund. What's the advanced 15K and the 360 was they would take 10% of your other revenue streams of income. That's exactly what that is. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly Shout what that you. is. You did very well, man. Watch the vision very well. So, yeah, it was a 10% of everything that I would bring in. And the 15K discretionary fund was basically like an advance amount. But, um. A very really really low event but now we've had some deals that had actual advances not even discretionary funds that were lower than right. that what's the difference between writing it as an advance and writing it as a discretionary fund see that's the thing and that's why um i thought the deal was very interesting right because when they sent the real one with real numbers it had like advances attached to it and associated with and a 15k discretionary fund mm. so those are the things like uh what is a discretionary fund Basically, money for you to do, money that you don't have to ask them if you can spend, right? So, like, with a marketing budget, you have to say, oh, I want to shoot this video. I need to be approved for 20K, whatever. I want this billboard. I need that approved, right? The discretionary fund is just for you in your pocket. So, it's like, whatever your idea is for this, you can execute with this. And you don't have to ask, right? You don't have to ask my permission to do so. Massive. You can use it to your discretion. Mm. Fifteen thousand. Ain't no more little money. Boy, fifteen thousand. <laughs> <laughs> niggas at a fifteen piece. Nigga, niggas at a fifteen piece. <laughs> Stop it, please. Huh? Oh, I love it. Five more. K two times. It's my second time getting them. Can you shuffle those? From an artist's point of view, what can someone do to be a great manager for an artist? Hmm. I guess that would be for you because I'm not. From an artist's point of view, what can someone do to be a great manager for an artist? I think a great manager is someone who could look at everything that's going on and find everything that's missing and needs to happen and is able to execute those things, right? You're able to walk into a situation and see, oh, I love this art. And you have to really love the artist. You have to really love the artist that you're dealing with, right? And But you look at them and you say, Oh, they're lacking content. 
I'm going to plan this. I'm going to book this Airbnb. B and B. I'm going to schedule this. Get the content done. I'm going to make sure somebody gets it edited. Like as a manager, you're handling everything that the artist may not be aware of or just don't want to deal with, right? Like sometimes you get to a point. Some artists really need to just focus on the art. Like they're having a hard enough time making <laughs> good art. Sorry. They need to be able to just worry about the art. And as a manager, you need to be able to step in and see everything that needs to be done and executed and where you can improve this artist's career and be able to do it. You know, it's funny because I see a lot of videos with managers in the industry and they're like, managers aren't babysitters and we're not investors. We're here to manage it. And it's like, if you're not willing to invest in the artist you love as a manager, maybe you shouldn't be a manager. If you don't love this artist enough to sometimes have to go wake him up and pull him out the bed, maybe you shouldn't be his manager. You feel me? Like, I don't look at management as a sit-back job, you know, not when it comes to art. Like, you're here to add value. I don't think when it comes to any space. Like, right? that's for any business. Right, in any role. If you're yeah. that type of manager that just wants to sit back and barely touch knees and oversee and, oh, I don't really want to, that's not my job. If you have a manager that ever tells you that's not my job to do that, fire, fire that nigga. Fire him. If you <laughs> ever have a manager that says, oh, I'm not, I'm not an investor, we need to find that, fire him. If you're not willing to put your own paper into something you believe in, you don't really believe in it. And you shouldn't be a part of it. And you shouldn't be reaping the benefits of it. Don't be giving niggas no 10, 15% of your income who Man. ain't proved, who ain't done shit, who ain't Man. proved. If a nigga can't put 10, 15% up, he ain't getting 10, 15% <laughs> out. <laughs> Man. Hey, it's that simple, you know? So, I mean, choose your manager wisely. Your man and these should be, honestly, with a great manager, these are things that never even have to be discussed. It's a Me no and you have never had to say, hey, I'm 15 of it. Never. Like, that's, that's going to happen, right? When you fucking with real niggas who doing that shit, that's just going to happen. Like, you don't even have the discussions of that's not my job. I'm not trying to do that or any of that shit. Any of that shit. Right. <laughs> you feel me? If you having those discussions, I don't you might have the wrong person. Right. A manager should say what needs to be done or tell you what needs to be done and then y'all do and it. And then go get that shit right. done. <laughs> Not that ain't my job. I think it's <laughs> One more. This was a good one. Must be. Okay. Pre roll etco. Would you be willing to create proud to pay venues in other cities? Um I don't have a deep desire to, but I think other people should. Like, if you from L.A., I think it's your goal to bring that type of infrastructure home. I'm from Vallejo. I'm going to build it in Vallejo, and other people should follow the blueprint. So um, maybe one day I'll get a bunch of venues in different cities just because all the touring companies own them, and we don't own none, but we tour our lives away. So it would be smart for us to own venues, but... Um, yeah, I don't have a deep desire to, you know, I'm just uh, trying to build the infrastructure at home and, you know, but it'd be nice if people did because then when we go hit other cities, it's like, hey, bro, I'm coming to your shit. We doing the same play. You feel me? So it would be dope if other people did. That would be hard. That would be hard. You should do that, bro. Before go I'm for it. it. Don't wait on me ever. <laughs> don't wait on me ever. Do right. that shit, bro. You don't even need a nigga approval. Like, I be getting a bunch of messages and niggas be like, yo, can I use your sick? Can I do the product? Do nigga, do it. <laughs> you do not have to ask me. Show a nigga some love and give a nigga credit and pay homage if you feel like it. That's the worthy and noble thing to do. But no matter what, do it. <laughs> right? Do it. Agreed. <laughs> what did Nike say? This is from the Perry Chaser. 
How do you source beats and what type of leases do you purchase? How much does it cost on average? Um, I haven't really had to lease a beat in a long time. Usually when I find a producer I love on YouTube now, I just reach out and they're usually aware of what's happening and they fuck with it. When I was leasing beats, I was just doing like basic MP3 and wave leases. Um, I've never bought an exclusive beat. I've never felt the need to. Um, I'm okay with other people having a beat. Um, it usually costs like, depends on the producer. Like sometimes it'd be like 50 bucks, sometimes 75, sometimes 250. I think it depends on the producer and the quality of beats they produce. But um, yeah, I would start with just basic leases because initially you just want to get your your music out. Like, um, you don't even need the stems. Get your shit mixed and put your shit out. We're just listening to some shit. And I'm like, man, the mixing on this isn't fantastic, but the song is great. Right. And that's what matters in them early phase. I think that's what matters at every phase, because this was a superstar. I think that matters at every phase of your career. Make great music. You know, try to get your mixing and your mastering as best as you can, but really make great music, and everything else kind of falls in line. <laughs> we almost out of here? Yep, last one. At Indie Pop Media. Oh, I think we did her. Let me do this one because I didn't see his name. That might be a man. I think we did him or her. Them. D Bell. Them. D Bells. Scuba Squad Bells. There we go. Scuba Squad. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Google ads are a good form of marketing? What are you trying marketing, to Marketing. I think it's a good form of advertisement. Um I mean, I guess it's a good form of marketing, too, because ads make people see your shit. Marketing is just getting everyone to see your shit, building but awareness. what are you advertising or marketing? Like, if you're trying to market your music, Google is such a broad landscape that you might get lost in the shuffle. Like, the your ad targeting would have to be very specific or, like, well, when he says Google ads, I'm going to assume he's talking about uh, for YouTube. Oh. But if not, I mean, if you're talking about just Google, like, SEO marketing type shit, I'm not sure. But in terms <laughs> of YouTube, yeah, I think it's great marketing because it just heightens awareness That's and exposure. Yeah, if you can get more people. Anything you could do to get more people to see your shit is, 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 is a worthy venture. Sometimes you can even do stupid shit. Oh, it died? Yep. All right. And that's another episode of Free Game Friday. <laughs>